this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so glad and honored, as always, to be with you guys. I tell you, I love knowing that we can come together once a week at least, and we can sort of um, talk and share and converse and just really talk about the things of God, because there's nothing more important in this world than talking about the one who came to save us, to give us grace, hope, to be um, all-sufficient to us, to be uh, really just an amazing amazing, loving, gracious, full of hope, compassion God. <laughs> so I'm glad we're able to do that today. And I, as many of you know, who are really true good followers of my ministry, I just got back from Las Vegas visiting a dynamic friend, client friend of mine who I coach, Jay Owen House, who has a dynamic show in Vegas. And we had a blast this entire weekend. I'll tell you, there's nothing better than seeing God's presence, God's anointing, God's talent poured through an individual who does not mind sharing it with the world. And I love that about him. And it was a phenomenal show. I really encourage each and every one of you, if you're really interested this season, to take your family, your friends, you know, next couple of months, whatever, uh, to to really see a good show. You definitely have to make your way to Las Vegas and see Jay Owen House because it is a phenomenal show. You can just actually go to jayowenhouse.com and you can be able to go from there and uh, buy tickets. But I'm telling you guys, you're supporting a Christian person who truly, genuinely loves the Lord, his entire family does, and they're not afraid to say it and show it. I love that about them. So wanted to sort of plug that for a moment. But today I wanted to talk about something that I rarely ever talk about. I was really praying this morning thinking, okay, here's thoughts become things. You know, we talk about a lot of times of how we think and how we structure our lives by based on how we think, how our thoughts, uh, you know, birth forth manifestations within this planet. We see that all through the Word of God. And so we know that part, right? And so I want to bring forth a little bit more of manifestation on the level of prosperity. Now, once again, many of you that know me knows, you know, um, do I believe in it? Absolutely, I do. But I don't, I don't talk about it a whole lot, you know, maybe because sometimes there's so, so much uh, talk out there about it, you know, that sometimes it's sort of a turnoff for certain people. But you know what? Here's a key thing. No matter what it is in the kingdom of God that someone talks a lot about or maybe not enough about, don't let it bother you. Because sometimes some people are just called to the level of, let's say, God, I, I knew many people, Mike Murdoch was one of them, who is really called to that level of just, you know, this is what I want you to talk about all the time. And, you know, that was a key factor that he was called for, he was anointed for. Then you have people who talk about grace all the time. You have people who talk about hope all the time. I mean, let's just face it. Joel Osteen, like, is the king of hope. You know what I mean? Like, like all of his messages and, and sermons are based on giving hope to people. And that's the side of God. You know, because God said, I want to give you hope and a bright future. So if God said, uh, I want to give you hope and a bright future, then shouldn't we talk about the things God wants to give to us? So it's good that we have pieces of the pie. Or let's say, for example, let's take a loaf of bread and everyone has a slice of the loaf of bread. It's good because that person finds the right slice they need and runs with it. And that's the key thing we've got to do. Me being prophetic, I'm going to run with prophecy. I'm going to run with hearing the voice of God, training people on how to hear the voice of God, training people on how to be able to detect maybe what is a good, accurate prophetic word, um, how to run on, run with it, you know, those type of things. And so everybody has a certain slice of bread that make up the whole loaf. 
piece of the bread that makes up the whole loaf. And so instead of getting aggravated and mad about it, you know, we got to begin to look at this and say, wait a minute, hold on. What if you're just called to talk about that? You know, uh, that's a key thing with ministries because ministers need to focus on what they feel they're called and anointed to do. How many of you, give you a great example, how many of you have ever heard certain ministers who let's say is really good at what they talk about i'm talking they can tear it up and all of a sudden they might do this diverse teaching over here just out of the blue and you're like that was not really that good you know what i mean like you're like you're thinking to yourself that was not the best in the world i just it just feels so weird for him or her to talk about that subject and it's only because of the fact no matter how much we try to branch out at times and we should branch out it's 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 normal and it's healthy to branch out if god wants us to right there might be other areas to branch out in that maybe we should or shouldn't but but sometimes some people just don't need to branch out you know what i mean uh and so and when you listen to some of those people and let's say for example and you might hear that one like diverse message you're thinking that's just not that good you know it's just really not that good you know stick with what you know you know what i'm saying it's like taking a financial advisor saying uh you know i'm going to get them to play a mime you know or or or, or be a street evangelist you know you're like apples and oranges as big bang theory would say apples and oranges sheldon you know totally different here uh and so you sort of can can pick up on that that's because they're out of their element and so when someone's in their element and they're they're, they're they're just tearing it up you know for the kingdom of god don't don't let it trigger you don't let it don't create a trigger that's a good word to put don't create a trigger because it's maybe you get tired of hearing it it's not always about you and for you it's about millions of other people on this planet who need to hear that and sometimes they need to hear it over and over again and sometimes they might just hear one time by tuning in accidentally you know, to someone, and all of a sudden they're like, wow, that's good. Maybe that's all they need, and they'll move on to someone else. So don't allow that to be a trigger to you. So I said all that to say that when I talk about prosperity for a couple of minutes today, just know that it's healthy for us to talk about it. There, there needs to be more discussions on the level of prosperity, because here's the misconception, and I'm going to share something with you guys that maybe will help you out. A lot of times people have misconceptions of wealth and money and abundance, um, because of the fact there's two different ways to look at this scenario of prosperity and God. Number one is a little bit what we heard back in the 80s, which I think was good, but it was sort of, a, you know, that pendulum swing that sort of took it to an extremity. You know, we heard things such as God wants you rich and then rich began to, and, you know, automatically was, was, um, calculated as material things and what really what really made you rich by god was you had to have the cadillac you had i mean i knew people like this you had to have the big house and then those people were so far in debt it's so far in debt and yet because they felt like you know well god told me to do this or, or, or god you know this guy preached this and that sort of tags me as being holier and so there's a little bit of extremity there because because that's a place where you're like god also told you not to get in debt god also told you do things by by step, you know, steps, you know, line upon line, precept on precept. And and just because richness and wealth and, and prosperity might look like a big Cadillac or a, you know, a, a really fancy Ferrari, you know, or, a, a, you know, a Corvette Stingray, you know, or let's say, you know, a Jaguar, whatever you feel in the back of your mind looks as if it's divine, huge, big prosperity for you, doesn't always mean it is, right? Just because something's bigger doesn't mean it's going to last longer. 
You know, give you a great example real quick. There's several things I have in my life. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie that I have accumulated in the sense of, of growing and money throughout the years where I have a couple of Prada things. I have a couple of Versace things, you know, not like I don't throw it up everywhere. You know, I don't have it on all over everything because nobody wants to get in debt. But there's a couple few things that went that a couple of times in my life I could afford. So I would, I would like, you know, let me just splurge a little bit and just buy a couple of things I can afford. Right. And so I have a couple of things that are Prada. I mean, if you might have seen that on video or maybe a shirt that I have that's Versace, you know. But once again, Jeremy also knows how to manage his money. Jeremy doesn't get in debt. Jeremy doesn't spend credit cards to be able to have something that makes him look rich or fancy because I'm not into that. What I'm into is savings and investments and paying things off. And praise God, I'm at a place where my house is paid for, everything I own is paid for, and I have some money I've accumulated in the bank throughout the years because I travel a lot speaking and I have a website where people buy product, like many of you help support us, which is so great. And that's why I want to be able to give worth and value and take the time to be able to feed it into my books, my courses, because you're worthy and you deserve that. You deserve the value and the wealth of God spiritually, Physically, soulishly, whatever you want to call it, all who you, all of who you are deserves that, right? Because God, well, let me put it this way, gracefully wants to give it to you instead of the word deserve. How's that? And so, but, but yet as a son or a daughter of God in the image of God, then you know what? I deserve, or put it this way, you deserve for me to get the best that I can possibly give. And so I want to take my time on that stuff, right? So throughout the years, I've, able, I've been able to do that, right? But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that God has given me this, or it doesn't mean that Satan has given me this. Let me explain to you what this what this looks like, okay? Because this this two scenarios I want to bring out in the 80s were this. The extremity was this. God wants you rich. God wants you to have money. Right? I want you to think about those phrases for a moment. You know, God wants you to be wealthy. Now, when we say those things, we could calculate, we could, quotations, we could calculate back in the Old Testament where it said, you know, certain scriptures that said, you know, God does want to prosper you. And so we could tag that to say, God wants you to have money. God wants you to be wealthy. But what I've done is instead of saying that, because that's a trigger for a lot of people, and I totally agree, I totally understand it is a trigger, you know, for Methodists, for Baptists, for even Pentecostal charismatic people, you know, so there's a lot of people that say, you know, these people claim God wants you rich. So what I do is I say it more in a, I would say more of a, I don't want to say more biblical way, but more of more scriptural way in the sense of maybe more scriptures we can find that would back up this point versus God wants you rich. And so the way I say it on the second, um, second note I want to bring out today is this. God blesses you with knowledge and power and, and, and his wisdom to be able to get the money you need in your life. How's that? Now, doesn't that sound better, folks? That sounds a lot better because then we realize anyone and everyone could do that, for one. And for another, it's not a directness or, you know, direct... Um, where God is literally looking at you saying, you should be wealthy. You should be a multi-millionaire right now, and I want to give it all to you right now, right? It's more like God saying this way. And the Bible says it really beautifully put. And that is, you know, faith is like a mustard seed. And it says, I've given to every man, which is every man on this planet, the measure of faith. So every man on this planet has a measure of faith. You'd have, they'd have to. If we didn't have if even non-Christians, you know, didn't have faith, they couldn't even step out of bed every morning because you don't realize subconsciously, you know, back in the way, back in the brain, 
There's this level of faith and trust that you just know you're going to get out of bed, you're going to stay on your feet, and you're going to walk. If you didn't have even an ounce of faith to you at all, Christian or non-Christian, you would try to get out of bed and you'd be so fearful of everything. You'd be like, oh my God, can I walk? You'd stumble, you'd fall. There's no way you would do anything because you cannot live in this pla- on this planet without having some type of measure of faith to do anything, to even normally get ready in the morning. Think about that for a moment. Most people don't think about that. So God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. So because of that, that means what they do with the faith, the size of a mustard seed, they can grow it, they can produce it, they can multiply it, they can shrink it. Or they could be like muscles and work out at the gym and they could grow that faith. So with that said, it sounds better and it really is technically better from a lot of scriptures we find in the council of many of them coming together, bringing them together to say, God has given every man the measure of faith and we each have talents and giftings and because of that God would delight because God the Bible does say God delights in the prosperity of his saints God delights in the prosperity of his saints and what that means is I delight in the fact of the prosperity of you so basically what he's saying is I've given you the measure of faith you do whatever you want to with it you ask you seek you knock the doors will be open for you on this planet you know you have the measure of faith you can grow your faith you have you know this and this you know you have the, where your foot's going to walk I can give it to you so God has entrusted you with knowledge and wisdom gifts and talents faith and the ability abilities beyond anything you're able to think, if you really think about it, you know, that you discover sometimes at five years old, uh, 20 years old, 30 years old, 50 years old. I mean, at my age, I'm still learning. You know, I didn't, I haven't arrived at a place called there where it's like, oh, I am knowing all, seeing all, I've experienced all. You know, then if that's the case, I should be the, the biggest guru and God on this planet, right? <laughs> you know, there should be thousands of people that have reached that place of utopia if that was the case. But we're not. We're always humbly still learning. So there's still the gifts and talents in me today that are still coming out saying, hey, I didn't know I had this in me. So I'm constantly evolving and manifesting my knowledge of what I'm what I'm progressively learning in my life. So it's better to say this. Does God want us to prosper? Yes, God God wants us to prosper. Does God delight in what we have as far as the growth that we're putting ourselves out there to be able to walk by faith and not by sight and say, you know what, I trust God. Not putting my let me say this also when we say we trust God. This will help many of you out. Be careful when you say this. I totally trusted God and he let me down. I trusted God and look what happened. Okay? Let me sort of help you with that phrase. When we say, I trusted God or I trust God, he's going to see me through this. Here's what you need to say. I completely put my faith and trust in the Father 100%. But with that faith and trust in God, I also have to realize that Jeremy, in his experience on this planet, will fall because the Bible says the righteous will fall seven times, but God will deliver them out of them all, right? And so on this planet, I will have an experience. I will fall. I will make mistakes. Sometimes I'll lose it all. Sometimes I'll gain it all, like Job, right? Uh, but Job was blessed with, you know, with more than what he had before. So we can look at that and say that through my experiences on this planet, I will trust God. But when something goes wrong, I don't have the right to say, God, I trusted you. God is not the one that let me down. Jeremy's the one that let me down. If I put faith and trust in God, here's what God responds back to me, back to Jeremy to say, son, thank you for putting your faith and trust in me, knowing that what I've already given you, because the Bible says I've given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. So God has it. When I, now when I say God doesn't have it, don't 
don't take that the wrong way. I think you can read between the lines what I'm saying. So God doesn't have it. You have it. Because he's already given you all things that pertain to this life and to godliness. So because he already has, it shouldn't even, you should never go back to that place of saying, I trusted you, God. When God's saying, I want you to trust me more than anything and never let your trusting waver. However, with that trusting, you should also realize I've already given you the ability that you needed through you trusting me that I gave those abilities to you that you would succeed, that you would prosper, that you would be able to, you know, to make money. You would have a good success in this, in this, in this world. So, with me going directly to God saying, I trusted you, God, and look what happened. That really is a very unhealthy statement. It's a very unhealthy way to live a life because then, guess what you're doing? You Then you're blaming God as if God is the one that says, oh good, I'm glad I'm tr you're trusting me. Now I'm going to directly put you, put money in your hands. I'm going to directly put you here and there. And it doesn't mean God doesn't lead us, but notice this question. Here's what will help many of you out. And I know I'm going to get a lot of comments from this, a lot of emails to our customer service, you know, saying thank you because this cleared it up for me. And that is the the Bible says we are led by the Spirit of God. It doesn't say that the Spirit of God takes care of it for us. Now, I want this to soak into you guys. It doesn't say, don't worry about it, says the Lord. The Holy Spirit will take care of it for you. Nowhere in the Scripture does it say that. And it doesn't even say in the Scriptures, to my knowledge, could be wrong, to my knowledge, out of all my years of studies, that God does it for you. I want you to think about that for a moment. Because once you are set free from those two statements, then you realize, I will no longer blame God and say, I trusted you and look what you did. Look what happened, God. I trusted you and now I'm hurt. Well, you can avoid the pain by not being direct with God and feeling as if I put my faith and trust in you, which you should, but direct to God, not realizing that what God, God will do according to his word is God will prosper you, but he gives you, he gives you prosperity by the working of your hands. The Bible says a great scripture. I love the scripture. It says two scriptures. He says, a man that doesn't work doesn't eat. I trusted you that you would put food on my table, God. Well, you're, you're being direct with me, son or daughter. But the truth is, I told you, in order to get the prosperity you need through all the gifts and talents and the abilities and, and, the, and the keys I've given you, in order for all that to happen, you got to work. So if you don't work, you're not going to eat. That's not my problem. You know, being honest, that's not God, you know, not that God would say that's not my problem, but let's just go there. God would probably say, that's not my issue. I died to give you the life. I died in your place to give you the life that you need for this planet to be what you need to be according to my will. And good news for you, son or daughter, is my will wants, in my will, in my will, I want you to prosper. I want you to be healthy. I want you to take care, you know, take, have a great life. But in order to do that, you're going to have to take care of your body. You're going to take care of your body. I trusted you to take care of my body, God, and look what I got. Well, are you a drinking Diet Cokes with saccharin where even the world tells us this is, you know, this causes cancer? So why are we blaming God? You know, oh, you know, uh, and not being ugly. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, well, God, you're not, my body is shutting down. Well, do you exercise? Right? So God's given you equipment and wisdom to say this. You know, well, God, you did this to me. Well, are you eating healthy food? 
So you see, there's always a mediator, for lack of better words, of, of, of supplies on this planet that we must adhere to or to and begin to understand that through the gifts, and like, for example, our gifts, talents, wisdom, knowledge, the asking, seeking, knocking, those are our responsibilities. Those are our, ta- those are our supplies that we can, we can actually ignite in our world, in our lives, to be able to access the things that God has promised us, right? So I don't have to be, um, I don't have to be direct in the sense of, I trusted you, God, and look what happened. What I can do is say, you know what, God? I'm trusting you completely, but I sort of messed up here. I failed a little bit over here because I maybe I didn't do all I could do. Or maybe, or maybe, God, I actually did do everything I, I needed to do in the supplies that you've given me on this planet through the life you died to give me. I did all of that, okay? I did all that, God. But it still should not reflect on my trust and faith in you, God. Because once again, my trust in you should be a trust of thanksgiving. Let me, let me, let me, let me say this to you again so many of you can be set free on this notion, hopefully. And that is, I trusted you and I will continue to trust you, right? Because you've given me the way of escape. You've given me the door to open. You've given me the tunnel to walk through. You've, how many times have you have we had the prophetic movie where we talk about open doors, open doors, open doors? Well, a door doesn't open up for you, my friend, until you put your hand on the door knob and you turn it, right? So what we should say is saying this, it continues to say this. You know, God, I completely still trust you, even though I blew it. And even though I'm giving it my all and I'm working, I'm doing everything I, I know to do according to biblical scriptures and standards and principles uh, of what I'm doing. But it does, but it's not going to affect my trust in you, God, because somehow, here's your freedom, liberator here, because somehow I must be overlooking a supply or either I'm overlooking a um, a tool or I'm overlooking a gift that I have that hasn't awakened yet that I haven't recognized. So somehow, God, I'm overlooking this this avenue or this sort of mediator world of a tool or a supply or we, you, we could use the word weapon maybe but would it, whether you use supplies and tools or giftings or talents that I'm overlooking God. So it doesn't affect, it should not affect my trust in you. What it should affect is me saying, man, part of my language, dad gummit, how many of you ever said, I ever said dad gummit, whatever that's supposed to mean. You know, man, I just, there's got to be a supply or a tool, God, that I'm just overlooking because it's not your fault. You want all this stuff for me. And yet, what's beautiful about this, God, is your spirit doesn't give it to me. Your spirit doesn't hand it to me. Your spirit leads me into all truth. Hello, folks. Leading and guiding and instructing are three huge, powerful elements that has nothing to do with me handing it to you, doing the work for you. How many just got that? So, understanding the concept that what I've got to do is not look and say, I trusted you. No, trust has nothing to do with this. Well, it does, but trusting is saying, I trust you, but that should be separate from me of all the things you've already given me, the things you've already willed for me to have, the, the, the seeking ability in me. Those are where my downfall is lying here. Those are where I'm overlooking something. But my trust directly to you should never be wavered, should never be touched on. And so let this soak into you. So when we say statements like, God wants you to be wealthy, 
When you hear preachers say that, sometimes they just don't connect completely with this, with the message I'm saying until we actually bring it to their attention. And they say, oh, you know what? You're right. I get that, right? And so we're all by, by, byproduct of how we're raised. So grace, grace, right? But when you hear someone say that, what you need to do is say, but wait a minute. You know, I can see where this, where this preacher, this man or woman of God's coming from. However, also remember something Jeremy said. That is very biblical. And that is understanding the fact, the concept, that instead of me feeling and seeing as if God is directly directly handing me a million dollars or, or a piece of gold or a piece of silver or saying, here's the job that you've never went to school for, you never worked hard for, uh, you know, but but here's a job that's going to give you, you know, six figures uh, yearly, you know, and, and you know, and, and some people believe that. Some people, because of wrong teaching, I've had people in coaching sessions where people have literally told me, God told me I'm going to be a billionaire. And I'm thinking to myself, Okay, are you even a millionaire? No. Are you even a thousandaire? No. I'm in debt up to my ears and my credit cards. Okay, let's start back from scratch. Okay, you know what I mean? Let's start back to basics. Let's get down where we can get something that we can tangibly touch and reach for and then go from there. Right? Because I don't want to find myself saying, I totally doubt God told you you're going to be a billionaire when you can't even manage you know, day-to-day -day, daily affairs, right? That's when I would be like, hey, you need to contact some of these financial guys. You know what I mean? You need to find, you need to contact some of these guys. Let them help you with where you are now. We'll talk about the billionaire status in 10 years from now when you're at least out of debt and you're at least maybe making six, six figures a year. Then we'll talk about that because everything goes from glory to glory, from step to step, faith to faith. Everything is line upon line, precept on precept. God rarely, now is a miracle can break that status. Let me just say this. A miracle can break that status, okay? But yet, miracles are happening every day, but that type of miracle, it doesn't happen a whole lot only because God will never cause you Okay, he will never give you anything. You know, the Bible says the Baptists love to love the scripture, and I love the Baptists so 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 much. We would none of us would be saved one for the Baptists. But one thing the Baptist does say is like God will never put upon you more than you can handle, because that's a Bible scripture. But but that's not meaning that God is saying I'm going to keep on putting torture and, and 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 hurting you and putting this pain on you. Can you handle it? Oh God, I can barely take it. Oh, let me take some off of you. That's not what he's talking about. What the scripture means is I won't put more upon you than you can handle. Meaning. I want to put more upon you than, than your mind can take, can conceive because my main thing for you, son or daughter, is that you grow and you learn in the growth process. That's the main thing. So I won't put any more on you that you can't handle because I want you to handle as much as you can as far as positive, hello, positive, 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 positive things because I love you so much. I want to be able to give it to you in spurts of what you can handle so you can grow and climb up the corporate ladder or whatever the corporate ladder looks like for you, you know, in your life. that Because that's what I want to do for you. So the rarity of God ever saying, I am broke, I have no money, I can barely put, you know, you know, rub two pennies together, and all of a sudden God says, hey, or guess what? I'm going to give you a billion dollars this afternoon. That person statistically cannot handle that kind of money because their mind has never prospered to that level to know how to handle that kind of money. So they'll go buy, you know, the most expensive cars of what they have perceived. They have seen rich people buy on Instagram. I'm going to have the big castle, the big home, move to, try to move to Beverly Hills, you know, get the fancy Cadillac, blah, 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 blah. 
and that they're going to be broke tomorrow because they don't know about investments. They don't know even what that looks like. And they don't realize that just because you have fancy cars doesn't mean they're going to run good, right? So, because they've lost the wisdom, the wisdom. So, would God do that? The likelihood of that is one out of a billion. <laughs> Talking about billions here. Because God would rather you grow because he loves you that much. So, let's get back to basics before we close. Does God want you to prosper? 101%. Does God want you healthy? 101%. Does God want the best for you in this life? 101%. But there's also that understanding. As much as I want for you, son and daughter, you also got to want for yourself the value of your own life, the value and knowing the value and of your own worth, and understanding how to respect yourself of and be able to receive what is healthy for you that will cause your vision to grow and your vision is not about just you your vision is about the world and helping people clothing people feeding the poor right building maybe an industry that you can be able to give to the kingdom help people on the streets and so that is people that understand the wisdom because they've slowly grown financially and they have paved the path that in other words they paid the price and they're growing with their money to understand their falls because they're going to fall and they're going to rise even in their growth process that's what we look for and that's why god slowly likes to prosper us as we believe him for number one, but then as we believe, and let's just face the reality, folks, and believe in ourselves. Believe in ourselves that we can do what God has given us to do. If God gives us the wisdom, the power, the working ability to do that, and if I don't believe in myself, I'm not going to work because I'm going to see myself as being lesser than that job position, right? And so because of that, I've got to begin to say, wait a minute, I do have to believe in myself. You know what? If God said I can do it and I have the ability to do it, I'm going to do it. Because so, I, I have to believe in some, somehow myself to take on what God's given me. So there's nothing wrong with believing in yourself, Right? So we, believe, we trust God, believe God, believe in ourselves that we can handle the gifts, the talents, the anointings, everything God's given us, and then utilize that through the wisdom to be able to make the prosperity of our lives or the health or whatever it is we have, we're, we're looking for in God's will to be able to make that work and cause it to grow. That's the kingdom of God. Right? So with all that, remember this today. You can prosper. You can live a dynamic, powerful life. But you've got to be able to adhere towards these type of instructions and guidelines in order for you to know how to get there and how to, and what to believe in and how to see God in the situation of your growth and how to see yourself in the situation and growth and how you view everything that God's given you to make it work for you, right? So that's a key factor. So I wanted to drop that today in your ear. And I believe many of you this will help. So I really want to encourage you. If you if this message is a blessing to you, do me a favor. Don't be afraid. Email us. Email us at customerservice at identitynetwork.net. Let us know you enjoy this message. In fact, the more emails I get that's coming in and my staff says, hey, look at this. And the more emails I hear people say, I need to hear more of this. I'll be glad to talk about that for many more um, podcasts. I'd, I'd love, you know, I love talking about stuff like this. It's who I am. It's what I do. It's, you know, it's my, my vein. It's my loaf of bread. So if this is a blessing to you, then send us an, an email. I would love to hear from you guys. And my staff can let me know. And trust me, I look at them. I read them. I pray over them. And I recognize because I recognize your potential through these emails. And I'm able to say, you know what? 
If thoughts become things, let's change their thoughts that are healthier thoughts to where they can manifest everything God wants them to have and be on this planet. So as we close today, let me just say this to you real quick. Tonight, 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 subconsciously, get it in your brain, right? As I hypnotize you. No, I'm kidding. But uh, get it through your mind that tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time, which is Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Central Time, tonight, on Instagram only, only Instagram, because when I do interviews, I can only do it on Instagram. So I'm going to have, uh, I'm not going to do an interview. I'm going to have a special guest speaker who's a prophetic voice, strong prophetic voice, and we're going to tag team, and we're going to both going to prophesy back and forth to as many people as possible for one hour. And so you you really need to be a part of this, folks. You need to be a part of this. I'm telling you. So whatever you do, please, I beg you, plead with you. Tell your neighbors, your friends, your family, your parents, your children, you know, believers, non-believers, haters and lovers, don't care, right? <laughs> you know, you bring them all, tell them all to stay tuned tonight, 6 p.m. Central Time, on Instagram only, okay? Insta our Instagram uh, name is just Identity Network. One word ran together, Identity Network. Network. And you'll find it, and then the moment, and you make sure you tell them to follow. The moment you they follow the ministry, we have a lot of followers. The moment you follow the ministry, then it'll alert you that I've gone live, and you and you click on and you, and you stay tuned with me. And then who knows, you might be the one getting a word, or maybe your friend. And to me, there's nothing better in life than having a friend that I that I get on there to have them prophesy too, because that's like man, that makes me feel good. So it's because it's not always about me, 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 right? So please tell. We need a good audience, folks. Especially when we have a guest speaker. We need a good Good audience. In fact, you guys can go right now if you want to to the Ident Identity Network page on Instagram and you can share. This would mean the absolute world to me. All of you guys who's listening to me, you could share that on your Instagram and who knows randomly who could see that being led by the Spirit of God to say, hey, I'm going to give this I guess this guy a shot, these two guys a shot to hear what they have to say. Maybe, maybe I might get a word. So please go right now when you hear this to your Instagram and share it to your audience. That would mean the world to me. All right. We're going to close with this. And that is the, and that is my favorite quote of the day that I say every Wednesday. If you don't like your day, I have great news for you. Change your thoughts and you'll change your life. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.